I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my Amigo Mars and my Amiga Kylie. As our tradition, we begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score in poem or song format. So that for game week 27 is moi. Um, this is a completely lame attempt because I forgot to do my poem um, in the lead up to the pod. So um, this week it's literally just um, something remotely interesting in the number 66, Bobby Moore. West Ham great, of course, anniversary the last day, and um, of course famous for England's World Cup win in 66, uh, the number on Trent's back, and the number of FBL points that um, the Marble Curse achieved in game week 27, 66 points. So um, not too bad in all, but um, a terrible attempt at a poem or anything relevant. So um, I think it, it Kylie... Didn't rhyme. It, well, it wasn't, yeah, but sometimes some poems don't rhyme, though, Kylie, and some poems have absolutely nothing to them like that had, so um, we'll just gloss over it and move on quickly to your total for Game of 27. Okay, so Aubameyang banged, such standard trolling, sold him for himmy instead of just rolling. Five points from the latter, a bit of a letdown, but Callan Poporowicz killed off the frown. 54 in the end, and I'll take that this week. A baby green arrow as we crest this last peak. That's lovely. I, I think you have a lovely lyrical voice for poetry, Kylie. It works well. Uh, excuse me, only just in our Get to Know You podcast, you made reference to my elongated sounds as being an annoying quality. I didn't say it was annoying. <laughs> it was implied. Uh, and, uh, mar- something that you would change naturally yes, something that exactly. is annoying, Don. <laughs> See, I couldn't change that. That'd be like changing where she's from altogether. Yeah, which we should, is we bordering on racism. Section. We don't. We don't need to cover my 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 score. We, yeah, no, we do. Talking about you being horrible. <laughs> I sold DCL hoping for another hero. Instead, Aguero got a big fat zero. So two minus four set me back a bit. But I'm ready for blank game twenty eight with another hit. With another hit. So you're not. You weren't really ready, and you weren't really prepared. But it's just. <laughs> no, that was my plan. Oh no! It's always care. yeah. It's your plan. Yeah. It is my. It was my plan though. Yeah. You no, know that. Was... I told you my plan about four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you did. Yeah. Totally. You, well, you did. Mars, so. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mars. That was very good. Yeah. Well done. Um. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let's kick on with the standings in the Three Amigos Classic League, and uh, still top of the table is Luke Lukewarm FC, Luke Burgess's team. Second place is Glory Glory Man United, Francis Mahan's team. It hurt me to say that, so thanks, Francis, for that. Uh, third place is Park Rangers, Matthew Biggs' team. Neville Dog, Neville Loggerwood, is uh, is in fourth place, up into fourth place. And Villa Braille, Luke Maloney's team, is he's been around the top five all season pretty much. But he's um, just hanging on in there at number five. So well done to all of those, and best of luck to everyone in that. Um, let's kick on with the next section of the show, which, of course, as always, is Mars's rant of the week. Now, a lot of things didn't go quite to plan for Mars in game week 27, so I'm anticipating this could be a bit of a long rant. Am I right, Mersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't have anything to say to Queer anymore. The love, the, the 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 love is broken. I was planning to come on and rant about the fact that I followed my 
heart over my mind and sold DCL. But then Obama Yang banged that brace, so I thought I'd hand over to Kylie for her to write because she was taking the piss out of me for selling uh, Calvert Lewin just for for Obama Yang to come up with a brace. So yeah. uh, Kylie, D- Kylie, D- I'll let you DCL do it. <laughs> scored, and then yeah, and Kylie was laughing her head off, and then Obama Yang banged, and uh, it was it was funny. A brace, that, can I just say? That yeah, it's called karma. Yeah, that is called <laughs> karma. And uh, the thing is, I still stand by what I said. Leading into this, he was diabolical at home compared to away. But so scored, he was he? just – so he had – yeah, but, I mean, his goal involvement was, was just – the contrast was massive. He was performing way better away than he was at home. He had scored the previous week, and I was happy enough with that. But yes, I did get rid of him, and I could I could have held off and um, just saved the transfer this week. But I fancied Wolves to do really well against Norwich, and yeah, they did. Except it yeah. was my game week one troll, Jota, trolling me again, even just not in say, my team. Oh. Just want to say, if you did roll, you would have been first in the poem section. I don't want to rub it in more, but you know, like you would have. I have God. thought about that. I have thought about that. I bet you it's haunting me. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh King, Josh King should really have banged this last game week and himself and Jada the dream week one um, bargain bargain forwards could have um, had a nice weekend together. But uh, I mean, the... I still have a Hindu monkey mocking me for my ownership of uh, Jota early in the season. Oh, fair enough. So. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people fancied him at the beginning of the season because of his value, and um, you know he looked like he'd be an alternative to Jimenez. But I know we're going to talk about was a decent bit in our big topics, so um, I'll hold fire on that, Kylie. Until then, um, Marzi, come to you first on the first of our big topics, and kind of this is kind of what we're describing as being the lie of the land. So we're now getting ready to get stuck into blank game week 28, where Man City, Sheffield United, Arsenal and Aston Villa will not be playing their fixtures. We'll get on to deliberations on how we should be navigating the week from a personnel point of view shortly. But firstly, we thought it might be best to give the listeners a little run through of the potential and certain blank and double game weeks on the horizon. So give it to me, Marzi. Yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, we know that there's um, four teams that will not play because of the Carling Cup final between City and Villa. So uh, some some players might have been um, like looked at their team and think, why why do I not have a fixture underneath Aguero or or, or the Sheffield boys or um, Grealish, which a lot or, or KDB, which a lot of us have. So you know, uh, look, one of one of the things that I would say, <clears throat> I would not be using um, personally. I would not advise either a free hit or a wild card to navigate 28 just because of two teams. Um, you you can bench players that you want to keep or players that you have value in, even though I would argue that value right now, points are more important than value, in my opinion. Uh, especially for players like Aguero and KDB, you know, with, with City's situation, with the, with, you know, we'll see what happens with them tomorrow in the Champions League. Will they, will they, will they rest? their players in the league now that they've got a seven points league, etc. And, you, you know, there's so many options that you can, uh, uh, that are playing in 28 and 31. So the other blank game week that you can sell those players for. Um, and don't, don't forget if a player is not, you know, this, this whole argument, if a player is not playing, when you do a transfer, if you take a hit, it's not really a minus four, it's a minus two because they, because they're not playing. So you're not losing any points. I don't really think about that when I decide to do, but, yeah, don't don't be scared of um, selling some players or taking a hit 
I wouldn't say go mad either. It's it's one game week, um, and there's a plenty of good fixtures. So other things that we so what you, we need to so we know about 28, but we also know that there's a blank game week in 31. But in between that as well, there could be a potential double for Man City just to add mayhem, to add to the mayhem in game week 29. Now. Um, City, obviously, because they don't have a game in 28, and they also most likely will progress to the um, uh, next round of the cup final, they will need to rearrange their game against Arsenal or against Chelsea, well, and, and the one against Chelsea. And uh, thanks to Ben, the guru of the blank game with Fitchers, we believe that they might be a provisional announcement sometime this week. We reckon latest, obviously, Friday. So what I would say is hold your transfers until as late as possible on Friday, but don't do anything before 5 p.m. Um, that's the advice from Ben, and I completely agree with it. Because you could sell your City players and then realise that they have a double game with 29. Now, whether, whether, whether they will play or not, we don't know. But I don't know if you want to sell the players just to bring them back in. So that's, that's the thing that you need to be careful. If we don't hear of an announcement this week, it's highly likely that there will not be a double game week in 29. Uh, but it's still, it still might happen. One of the things that could have led to that is Arsenal getting knocked out. Now they, they come back from Olympiacos with a 1-0 lead. So the chances of that is very low that they get knocked out. Uh, but there's still that game against Chelsea as well. Um, so we just have to be careful. Now, other things that we know about game week 31... There is definitely two games going ahead. You've got Wolves versus Bournemouth and Burnley versus Watford. So there you've got... Um, these teams will not blank uh, between now and game week 31. Especially teams, a team like Wolves who have a fixture. Yes, I know they play in Spurs, but let's be honest, Spurs have not been brilliant. And we'll touch on Wolves later, so I'm not going to talk about them too much. There's also definitely one more game going ahead. It's either Spurs versus West Ham or Everson versus Norwich. That's because Spurs are playing Norwich. Now, you do the, based on probability, a lot of people think that it will be Everton, uh, Norwich versus Everton that will go ahead, thinking that Spurs will beat Norwich in the cup. You know, Mourinho is going to go all out for the cup. I know they don't have a striker, but Norwich are awful as well. And will not, again, what, what will Norwich do? They're definitely going down. Let's be honest about it. Will they go for the cup and just, you know, play their first team as well? We don't know, but we know one of those, ge- one of those games will, will happen. Um, now, with regards to the, to the other games, so that's, that's what we definitely know. Um, other games that I reckon will definitely not happen in 31 are uh, Chelsea versus Manchester City. That's because um, you need Chelsea to beat Liverpool or City to beat Sheffield Wednesday. So one of this will happen. Uh, Man United versus Sheffield United. Um, United need to beat Derby or Sheffield United to, be, to beat Reading. So you need one of those two teams to win their cup game uh, for, for this game to not, to not happen. Then you've got Leicester-Brighton. Uh, that Leicester need to beat Birmingham. I think Leicester have the capability to beat Birmingham. So, and then you've got Southampton-Arsenal. Um, the other game that potentially could, might, might be off because it's for Arsenal to beat Portsmouth. And again, I, I, I can see that happening. So what, what we do know is between game week and 28 and 29, so in the midweek, we will know which games will go ahead for 31. So that gives you game week 29, 30, and then 30, uh, so, um, so 29 to 30, 30 to 31. Two game weeks to, to make some transfers to decide and see, you know, 
if Liverpool make it, most of us have... Uh, sorry, if Liverpool get knocked out by Chelsea, most of us have three Liverpool players. A lot of people have three Wolves players. Now, that's already six. That's six players. Uh, you might, uh, but Burnley, I'm not blanking, so you might have a Pope. That's seven players. The reason I'm going through this is because there's a big discussion right now. Do you free hit in 31 or do you uh, decide to navigate it? I think it really depends on your team and also depends on your chips. If you don't have a wild card, it might be really difficult for you to um, navigate this, this blank, especially if Liverpool don't make it because that's three players out um, and you might need to free hit. If you do have a wild card, you know, we always say what we've been saying and what I said on the last pod is do, I'm not going to bring in crap players to, to, uh, to, to give me a team for game week 31 because the games that are going ahead, the Wolves and Bournemouth, Burnley, Watford and even West Ham, uh, sorry, Everton, Norwich, there's not in play. I mean, again, there's a big discussion. Will there be goals? There are relegation games, etc., etc. It's not really the most enticing of fixtures, are they? Apart from the Wolves one, I would say. No, maybe, Liverpool, may, Liverpool maybe gone through is key in it. Absolutely. No, what I can say is what 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 I have done is I I bring in players that I wanted. So I wanted um, to to bring in Wolves because they do have good fixtures. Wolves have really good fixtures leading up, and we can see they're playing well. They're keeping clean sheets. You have good players. As we said we're going to touch on them. Um, so we'll move. Uh, for example, I don't have. Um, I only have uh, Henderson from United, Sheffield United, as a keeper. So I will bring in a keeper. So I will bring in probably most likely Pope because I know he will play in 28 and he will play in 31. So I have another playing keeper. Now the decision that I have to make is: Do I bring him in alongside Henderson or do I bring him in for Henderson? Again, thinking about you know uh, future double game weeks, future blanks. Now, don't forget that United have to play Sheffield, Manchester United have to play Sheffield United in a our play. Holding him for a double game week might, if it's it will be either 34 or 37, um, it not in it might not be um, uh, worth it. So keep an eye on the fixtures, look at your team, and then make a decision because if there's only three or four games. Is it really worth ripping up or wasting a free hit just to cover, just to bring players for for that game week? It's a decision that you need to make. No, it is, yeah, no, and I think, but I think that it is one that we will have a lot more kind of clarity on probably for next week's podcast that we'll yeah. be talking probably a lot about exactly. the bank and building for it, or else, or whether you're going to use a free hit chip or not building for that game week. Because obviously, if you're planning on free hitting, then your the way you build your team for the remaining two game weeks is. You know, you're not building for that week. You're building for every week other than that week, pretty much. Um, but, um, yeah, no, Kylie, the, as Marzi mentioned, there was is a team that a lot of people are looking at due to their fixture list and due to basically, well, a lot of high-performing players, let's face it. Um, Defence, midfield, up front, um, there's a lot of options for Wolves. Um, you did a little bit of research for our listeners. Would you lead them through that, please? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we did get quite a number of questions in about Wolves and obviously that's driven by a few different factors, one being the fact that they do have a game in 31, as Mars mentioned. I think that is front of mind because they would be certainly, as it stands, the most attractive team that are playing in 31. So there is some logic to loading up on a team that's going to navigate you through these blanks and, I guess, keep the option of not having to play the free hit alive and and also there's the fact that um, they do have some good fixtures 
they're always an exciting team and we've just seen them come off the back of two great results um, between game week 27 and then of course the Europa League tie. So we have got a lot of questions in about them and there are a number of different options at different price points but all of them are relatively affordable so that's kind of what makes it interesting. So I guess we'll start on defence um, because that's where we've seen a real shift in uh, the last few weeks. So over the last six weeks, Wolves have conceded only four big chances, which is insane. So that is top of the form table for that particular metric. And to give you some context, Villa, who are obviously the worst, have conceded 28 in that time. Um, I think City and possibly United are just behind Wolves um, on six. So that's a really impressive uh, impressive stat. And they're, they're impressive across all defensive metrics at the moment. So I think def um, I definitely think that investing in a defender makes sense. They're three in three for clean sheets since Bolly got back. And obviously Bolly's return has sparked over the last couple of pods. We've talked about him quite a bit. Um, and I think I would say just to start on him before we look at some of the others is simply that he's somewhat of an easy pick. He's back in now. He's super solid. He almost scored, but for VAR's interference against Leicester. And historically, he has had goal threat. He's also 4.7. So that's like, it's just such a nice price point to be able to get in a player that looks to have a real opportunity of getting you clean sheets over the coming weeks. He's still low ownership. Um, and and you just have that confidence that he's going to play every week short of some other injury. Um, he's only had the one shot since returning, and, and that was on target, and that was uh, ruled out. But I do believe that we're going to start seeing more from him from an attacking perspective because, you know, I, I do think that um, they're always looking for him from set pieces. So there's a real opportunity there. And he's kind of that middle ground in terms of price point. Like there's one for every budget here, but he's the steady Eddie option. In terms of the cheaper option, we have Sice, who has two goals and two assists. Now, the big caveat with him has always really been a concern around rotation or minutes. And actually having looked at it, He's played 90 minutes in all bar two matches since game week 10. So that certainly says to me that he is nailed in so far as the majority of players we could call nailed are. He might miss the odd match, but the reality is that at 4.4 million, if you're comparing him to some of the other options in that price range, he looks really decent and he does have attacking threat. So, He's got six attempts on goal over the last four. Five of those were in the box, three blocked, one big chance. His accuracy does need some work, okay, but uh, because he's not really shooting very effectively. But the reality is he's he's got the intent there, which is really what you want to see, particularly as they have decent fixtures. And he's created three chances. And obviously we saw the fruits of that labor in the last match where he got an assist for his low ownership. So he's a decent option and I wouldn't be deterred, particularly if you need the money, I wouldn't be deterred by his um, earlier sort of missing uh, matches because he does seem to be the preferred option there now. 
And then, of course, we have uh, the wonderful Doherty, my love bug from last season, and uh, he was a hero for many. Um, he's obviously a lot more expensive now. I believe he's about 6.2, 6.1, um, 6.2, compared to the 4.4 that I bought him at last season. So he was one of those players that just had a ridiculous and uh, very unaffordable price hike coming into this season, particularly when Wolves just were not getting the clean sheets. And even last season, to be honest, they weren't necessarily the most stable option for clean sheets. They don't tend to concede a lot of goals, but they concede enough historically to uh, make you lose that clean sheet. But how and never, clean sheets are back on the table. He's got three goals and four assists so far, and he did miss quite a bit at the start of the season with ongoing injury issues, but seems to be back and uh, steady Eddie. He looked a real threat last match um, with their particular formation change with Jota back in the side and Traore dropping out. So he had, in that match alone, three attempts in the box, one was blocked, one was on target, and he had one big chance. He also created three chances, and, of course, he got an assist in that match. So he's averaging a shot every 60 minutes, um, so over the last four games, which is nice. So I guess what I would say on him is he's pricey, but he's lovely, and you always feel like he's an option, like that that something that could sounds, happen. That sounds like me. He's pricey, but, but he's lovely. lovely. <laughs> yes. Um, but th- this is the thing. I mean, he is probably going to be too rich for some tastes. I think a lot of us, uh, I know, I, so, I think I have 6.6 million in the bank at the moment uh, because of cheap forwards. So for people who do have money floating around, and are looking to invest in someone that is a bit differential, that is maybe out of reach for some of their opponents if they're in mini leagues or they want to do something a little bit different, he could be a really good option. But to be frank, I think that any of them look like a really nice option and are worth investing in because they have shown the capacity to get you clean sheets and they've all got some degree of threat. So it's really to suit your budget but as I said, um, you know, given the, the fact that they play in 28 and they play in 31, there are good fixtures in there, um, definitely would be getting myself a Wolves defender. Just pick which one you like, really, based on your budget. I think the attack is interesting, okay? So many, myself included, obviously, because I'm bitter about having sold the Bamiyang, um, but many of us owners of Jimenez would be disappointed by the five points that we got at the weekend. Now, you know, for his price, a goal is, you know, it's it's not like it's a terrible result. It's just unfortunate that his goal came with a yellow card and therefore no bonus in a result that saw uh, Jota get two goals and an assist. So that was quite frustrating. More frustrating still for Traore owners who only got a one-pointer last week. Um, So it's just Jota trolling and doing what he usually does. But um, I think there's some interest now as a result in Jota. He's kind of back on the table for people and he really hasn't been in discussion. Obviously, he had an injury going back. I think it was sort of 21, 22, um, and he's played the last three games. One of the issues with Jota, and this isn't just because he's come 
off the back of an injury. This is pretty standard fare for him over the two seasons that we've seen Wolves play in the Premier League. But his minutes are always managed, whether it's injury, whether it's coming back from injury or not. It is not unusual to see him hooked at 70 minutes sometimes earlier. He might, he does sort of get the odd 90-minute game, but that would definitely be the minority here. Another critical thing to point out with him is that, so he's got five goals and two assists so far in the Premier League this season. We know that he was running amok in Europa throughout the the year and throughout that tournament. So um, it's not like he hasn't been scoring goals, but he just hasn't really been delivering consistently in the Premier League. What's probably a bit more concerning about him is that four of those five goals came in the form of two different braces. And in fact, if you look at the seven returns that he has between the goals and assists, they came in four matches this season. So four of 27 matches. He missed a couple of matches, yeah, but that doesn't tell us a lot about consistency. Whereas if you contrast that with Jimenez, Jimenez has 12 goals and six assists, and he's returned those across 15 game weeks. So you're kind of looking at a, you know, nearly one in every two matches or a little bit more than that, um, that Jimenez is going to deliver, which is a good rate of return for someone who's in the 7 million range. Bear in mind, he's not a premium. And so Jimenez gives you that sort of stability, which is really appealing probably very appealing also because it is such an unpredictable season. There's a lot of yo-yoing. The thing that might put people off and and might really encourage people to look at Jota is the fact that Jimenez has 29% um, ownership. So that, you know, he's, he's not a differential. There's going to be more people that are bringing him in. But I guess we've consistently talked about compound differentials. And so I, I very much would say that, I wouldn't let a seemingly higher ownership put me off a player I want, particularly as factoring into that 30%. There's probably a high percentage of people that are not active anymore because of his exploits from last season. It's very conceivable that people would have started with him early. So if we look at the the stats then, for the last three, and I'm only looking at the last three here just simply because the both of them have played, so it's kind of a fair comparison there um, because before that was just his injury. So Jimenez has had 10 shots in that time to Jota's eight, uh, nine in the box, seven in the box for Jota, two on target, two of 10 on target for Jimenez. So that's a little bit worrying because that's a 20% shot accuracy, which, you know, isn't exactly what we like to see. Um, Jotters is better. He's had five of those eight on target. They've both had six, uh, three big chances, sorry. Jimenez has scored one of his. Jotters scored two of his. Now, bear in mind that Jotters' stats there are somewhat skewed. They're looking rosy because we know he had a fantastic performance. Those two goals he scored, he scored in the last game week. So, you know, but regardless, based on those numbers, Jota in that last match was certainly more clinical than um, Jimenez has been. So as a differential, I think he could be a good option. 
What I would say definitely, though, is manage your expectations because it's not just this season that, you know, there's this perception that he's kind of an end-of-season player, um, which is probably more true than not, but he's also a very streaky player. So even last season, he wasn't getting consistent returns. He was often getting braces, and that was where many of his goals were coming from. And even then, I think he had nine goals in the Premier League, um, with a number of them coming in the same game week. So he is very much, uh, I don't even know if you'd say he's streaky because he's never been particularly streaky in the Premier League. He kind of gets a brace and then goes away and then comes back and gets something else. But I think at 6.1, if you are looking for a differential, he does meet those other requirements, um, then you know, there's absolutely no reason not to go for him. I just think that you need to be buying him, having borne all of that in mind and kind of managing your expectations. That said, he could just go on a complete run now. He's not injured. He's got some form. They looked really good at the weekend. So who knows? I still think for me, Jimenez is the pick, even though I would have liked more from him there. And I guess just a quick note on Traore, because there are quite a number of people that own him. Um, so there was a formation change, I guess, formation change for Wolves, plus the shoulder issues. They've seen him start the last two on the bench, which is obviously concerning for the vast number of people that brought him in. And he has been really impressive when he plays. I mean, he's an absolute tank, and he actually has some end product this season, which is astounding when you think about what he was like when he used to play for um, Middlesbrough, I think it was. Um I think on him, I would be reluctant to sell this week. And that's really because of this whole blank game week 31 and wanting to keep options open sort of thing. I'd also probably want to see another match to see whether he starts, whether Wolves continue with that formation or whether he's back in the side again. Um, Because not only could that potentially have a knock-on effect for um, Doherty, for instance, um, but also it, it's a question with him. So unless you've got like no fires and you are absolutely free hitting in 31, you've already decided it despite everything else, then I just wouldn't be looking to move him on. And in terms of my wider take, I would say I personally feel like three is maybe a bit too rich for my liking. Um if I had three, I wouldn't sell one, right, for that same reason. But I probably, without knowing more about 31, wouldn't invest in a third one just yet. Closer to, I absolutely probably would if there weren't really any other options. Um, and I really like one defender and one attacker at the moment. And I think you can take your pick on the defenders. Um, my preference is Jimenez still. I think he's earned that. But I think if you want to go a bit crazy, you can't go Jota. Just, again, have have reasonable expectations about it. Yeah, because if you go with the more budget option, you do have to factor that in and not, not expect yeah. the same returns. Um, the, the one like quick thing to do with form versus fixture, um, I know that a lot of people are kind of this time, time of the season when we have blanks, double game weeks, we're inevitably drawn to those teams who have favourable fixtures and maybe to move away from players who perform well for us. 
but for who the fixture list is perhaps looking less rosy. Um, Kylie, would you give us your opinion on the form versus fixture conundrum and then how that frames your plans for maybe Leicester City players? Because I know that a lot of the community are talking about Leicester players with their fixture list, with the fact that they don't blank. Um, maybe people looking for an heir apparent in their team for their Aguero or Bamiyang slots. Um, and Jamie Vardy is, of course, the man we're all talking about. Um, we got a ton of listener questions in asking us about our Vardy thoughts. So um, how about you hit us up with your thoughts on the forum versus fixture debate? Yeah, this is kind of like an evergreen FPL conundrum, isn't it? It sort of keeps rearing up all the time because there's very different schools of thought. And often that is tied to the kind of fantasy football manager you are. I think historically speaking, we'd always sort of say that good fixtures are often a precursor to good form. And that's very much the case in a lot of scenarios. That said, I do think that this season has been far less predictable than other seasons, or it certainly feels that way. So I'm not sure that that argument is as clear as it often is. Um, For me personally, I look at it in a couple of different ways, right? So if we're looking at the sort of middle of the road options and we'll get to extremes because we do have a couple of good examples of those, Vardy being one of them. Um, If I have a player who is, yes, performing to some degree, not exceptional um, or exceptionally informed, that is, but, you know, they're ticking along and perhaps someone like Jimenez is is a good example here. You know, he's got some form. It's not exceptional recently um, or consistent, but he has good fixtures. Then I would absolutely go, yes, fixtures. I'm, I'm going with that person um, because I think that they've got enough form in them to be able to absolutely smash it out with good fixtures. In contrast, we've then got someone like Vardy, right? And this is really where this topic is is coming up um, because Vardy has horrendous form at the moment. Like it, it is, it's really terrible, particularly when you contrast it to what he was doing before Christmas, but he does have excellent fixtures. So you've then got the polar opposite in Calvert-Lewin, who is in exceptional form, but he has sort of meh to very tough, i.e. Liverpool fixtures. And we've got two completely different um, types of plays here and, and they sit from one extreme to the other, whereas, as I said, you've got your kind of middle ground with someone like Jimenez. Um, for me personally, this season, I think that I would err on the side of form with specific players and fixtures with teams. And so to explain what I mean by that, I've got Calvert-Lewin, okay? I'm going to continue to trust in Calvert-Lewin despite his bad or seemingly bad fixtures um, because I have such faith in his form. I don't necessarily believe that he's going to score every single week or that he will score against Liverpool, but I think his form is so good. The uh, relationship between him and Richarlison is so good and the amounts of shots and everything that he's taking are so good that even if we scale that down a bit with tougher fixtures, I'm going to trust in form in that scenario. Um, A good example of this would be Ings, 
way back when. I know Ings has gone a bit off the boil at the moment, right? But we did talk about Ings well before any of us owned him. And uh, people had him for that initial spell where they had good fixtures and he hadn't got injured. And, and they did really, really well. And we all talked about it as he was going into that difficult run of fixtures. And it was a case of, oh, you know, will he continue ticking on? I don't know. He has tough fixtures. Well, he did. He just kept scoring no matter what happened. He was doing a mini Vardy. Um, so there are absolutely cases where you should trust in that. Um, in contrast, I'm not trusting in Vardy. And so this is what I mean about, you know, specific players versus teams with good fixtures because I'm trusting in the individual form of Calvert-Lewin, but I'm not trusting in the individual form of Vardy. That said, I do think that Leicester will score goals. I think that their form will improve and be decent because of the fixtures that they have. So, you know, for me, I'm looking at someone like Harvey Barnes instead. He is in form. He looks electric. I think he's an exciting option. And it gives me access to Leicester's good run. But such is my lack of confidence in Vardy at the moment that I don't want to pay the, I don't know what he is now, close to 10 million is what he was anyway when I sold him two weeks ago. Um, I, I just don't trust Vardy enough at the moment. I think that there is either a confidence issue or there's an issue in the team. Other players, midfielders are scoring, you know, and they all kind of want a piece of the action. There could be any number of things. But I've lost faith in Vardy. That doesn't mean I won't bring him back. If he starts to show some form, then I probably will. But I'm sticking with form on this. I'm going with the Leicester option that is in form. And um, I'm going to monitor how Vardy goes. I think that he should he can fill his boots during this period, and I know that there will be a lot of people who are investing in him, particularly people who own a Bamiang or Aguero. He's quite an easy move to go to. But for me, it feels a bit of a speculative move at the moment, especially since I held him for so long after he he started doing nothing. I think I held him like eight weeks too long. So maybe it's I'm a little bit burnt there. I do think that you need to try and find the balance between form and fixtures, but I think that you also need to be careful sometimes not to let overly good fixtures cloud your judgment or likewise overly tough perhaps fixtures cloud your judgment either. It's still trying to find a balance. And like a yeah. Donald Alverdi in this fixture will be a tough one um, to manage. I didn't have the balls to do it. Um, I don't think I'm, I, I've already made my Vardy move. But, um, but Marzi, what about yourself? What's your thoughts on Vardy and Leicester? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, 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 I see what Kylie's saying about form versus fixture and Calvert-Lewin is, is, is a great example. But uh, I sometimes also think that uh, you need to look at the defences the teams are playing. And Vardy is playing uh, Norwich and Villa next. And there is not worse two defense two set of defenses worse than those two, especially Villa. Uh, and I know they're playing Norwich uh, away from home uh, on a Friday night. Um, we know what happened last time they did that. I know he didn't score last Friday, but the Friday before, go back to Southampton. Uh, and Villa just gives shots. You know, me and you can have can have chances. Me and you don't can have chances against uh, against Villa. To be fair, um, so 
I'm going. I'm bring. I'm highly likely will be bringing Vardy in um, for Aguero. It really depends on um, if there's a double game week or not. But even if there is, I just think that the the two fixtures plus the City potential rotation plus the fact that Aguero also is really not ripping up any trees either gives me more yes. money somewhere else. Um, I just think um, those fixtures are too good to. Um, ignore with Aguero blanking, and we had we had like you said we had a few questions. So Jamie Dodd was asking, he had Aubameyang, do I bench him or bring back Vardy? So um, and um, late riser twelve at late riser twelve was saying, wondering if I should do Aguero to Vardy for free despite a possible double for Sergio twenty nine. He, he he thinks the same as I said. Norwich and Villa are very tempting. Uh, we have uh, Bikesh Shreta at Shreta um, underscore LFC. Is Vardy a must for upcoming fixtures? If yes, then Firmino or Ings. I have Salah for LFC cover. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a must, but I do no. think he's a good option. Um, I think it depends who you're selling. I, I think that's well, a huge thing. Well, he's saying Firmino or Ings. I mean, I, I, yes. I, I wouldn't be selling Ings because I think they also have good fixtures. No. I think if you have Salah, you could, you could gamble on Vardy doing well versus Firmino. Yeah. Um, and if you have really a Bamiyang and you have Aguero and they're not playing that absolutely, yeah. you know, it's worth the punt that he does something against these ridiculous defenses. Yeah, I mean, that's in my what I was st- going, that's what I was going to get to with the because I do own or I did own a Bamiyang last week mm-hmm. and like he was a tempting thing to go. I did actually think. First of all, I had no plans on keeping him through the blank, but with his performance and the way Vardy looked, I was going. This it seems like one of these ones where. If I just suck it up for one game week, but it's very hard to see how Aubameyang in one week in game week 29 is going to outperform Vardy's points. So that's why I kind of find it hard to, yeah. with the likes of Aubameyang or Aguero, leaving them on a bench even for one week. It oh, just I feels wrong. Unless sense. unless you have a ton of value built up in them, I think it's kind of well, the, yeah. the wrong I also move. think you have to have a pretty amazing depth on your bench or in your team to justify that move. You know, as Mars said earlier, like it really is all about points at this stage of the season rather than value. Um, if you've got depth and you've worked it out in such a way, I'm, I'm going to be benching Kevin De Bruyne, but I am doing things in such a way. I'm changing Dendonka to Harvey Barnes this week so that I can field you know, a, a team that is still capable of getting returns. So I think it depends on that. I think it absolutely makes sense. If you're talking about getting rid of someone who's not playing at all, then it's very much mitigates some of the risk of going Vardy. If you're looking at getting rid of, so I have Calvert-Lewin, who's in great form. I have Ings and I have Jimenez. It becomes quite hard to get rid of any of them to bring Vardy back in. So you know, it, it does so much depend on your team as well. It does. I think it is, yeah. it is possible. It is possible to bench a big player like Aubameyang and and KDB, but with with some of the midfielders, the bargain midfielders and defenders, you could yeah. potentially get by with it this week. But I'm personally not a fan unless I've got a lot of money built up like mm. you have with KDB. But Marty, yeah, are you? Is there more? Yeah, I was just gonna, not, yeah, because was saying like uh, he was talking about uh, is Barnes the to go to midfield, and I think, but based on what we're talking, uh, look, I think. Yes, because of his value, and and and, and there's talks about uh, people are worried because he was benched. It was a it was a tactical, tactical decision yes. by Rogers. Barnes will be back, and he'll be playing, and and I, and I want him to be back because I think he'll be the one supplying uh, Vardy goals. And then uh, he was asking if Leicester double up is a good strategy. I mean, 
Um, look, I've held Soy for, for reasons that I mentioned a long time ago. And he'll be playing for me probably against Villa. I don't know if he'll play against, uh, against Norwich. I need, to, I need to look at my team. But I wouldn't say you need to double up on Leicester. I think, um, I think one, I think a midfielder or a forward is, is more than enough. And then we have um, FBL Dom DJ, Dom FBL. He was saying, uh, should I just um, Grealish, Torora, Aguero, Blanc? Should I so... Um, oh, no, yeah, that, we'll come back to that. That's a different topic. Sorry. Um, Jonathan Strack was saying he had Aguero. Um, should, um, his fixtures don't appear to be... Uh, they don't appear to be any favourable matches in game week 28. And City play Burnley in 29. Yes, they do. But they do have Madrid after that. Um, if getting rid, who are the logical replacements? Already have Ings and Firmino. So we talked about, for me, uh, it'll, be, it'll be Vardy. Um, in my opinion, if you don't have if you don't have him and you want to sell one of Aguero or Bamiyang and you already have an Ings and a Jimenez, I think uh, Vard, Vardy's could be uh, could be the option. Yeah, there's not a lot of other options, to be honest, in terms of forwards this week outside of all of those. I don't think anyone's going to bring Calvert Lewin in. I think it's different if you have him, you hold him because he's in great form. But it's hard to yeah. buy someone with those fixtures it's a very different situation so and then if you've got you're talking Ings and Jimenez um really outside of Vardy in this game week it's hard to see where you would go yeah that would compete right so um, we uh, so, so we'll want ahead to, with other listeners yeah listener yeah. questions yeah quick fire round so a quick shout out to Jimmy McCheese and uh, our our mate Jeff who uh, basically asked us about uh, Wolves questions, which which we already covered, so uh, I think there was a lot of talk about that. So hopefully we've uh, answered you, uh, your questions. Um, at Late Riser again uh, asks if I um, or Bruno Fernandez remind you guys of me, as in <laughs> as in Bruno Mars. It took me a while to understand. I was like, okay, no, I don't. Oh. Have to do <laughs> Okay, I was like, I don't understand this question because no, <laughs> never given it that thought. But you are quite musical, so if it's a Bruno Mars reference, then maybe. Yeah, um, Don does the does Fernandez remind well, you? I got of it, I got it right away, but no, I yeah. no. Whenever I see the Man United shirt, it would never remind me of you, Mars. <laughs> um, Liam at uh, Gohan X uh, underscore FPL asks if he should take a minus twelve or wild card to navigate twenty eight blank. For me, it's a straight note. I even looked at your team, mate, and, and I think you can do a couple of changes. I don't think minus 12 is absolutely worth it. And I definitely would not wildcard now if I would hold the wildcard until we see what's happening with 31. I wouldn't field a full 11 if it required a minus 12, to be honest. Too hard no. to ensure that you get that back. I'd just field a weakened team. <coughs> if need be. Take out yeah. it. Um, I think 9, 10 players is, is more yeah, than enough. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, if you're just not going to guarantee a, a full, really exciting team, I mean, think about how many people in our team each week get one or two points. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, FBL Full at United Fan 96. Really need to rise up the ranks fast, over 1 million in rank. What, in your opinion, are the best way to do so? Captain, compound differentials, team full of differentials, etc. He also thanks us for the hard work that goes into making the pod. They are really awesome. So thank you. We really appreciate the feedback. I think for me, for me, I think look, you 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 take a three four core players. So you know a Liverpool defender, a Salah or Mane, 
a KDB, and then the, uh, and maybe uh, one of the forwards that we just mentioned, maybe him as a highly owned one. And then the rest, you try and go different. So this is the time for you maybe to go Jota if you don't have Jimenez or if you don't have him already. This is the time for you to go for Harvey Barnes, Bruno Fernandes. These guys that are not highly owned but are doing well. Because, and then whilst keeping the players that are highly owned and doing well. Mm. I don't I'd know agree. if you guys think... Yeah. I don't know no, I'd agree. You need to here. have... Yeah, you need to have that solid spine. Um, there's an element of protection in that, um, but also they're highly owned for a reason. Yeah. Um, and, you know, those Liverpool players are a perfect example of that. But absolutely, I think that um, sticking to a template at this stage of the season, if you're trying to climb in ranks, is somewhat counterintuitive. Um, you don't need to go completely bananas, but yeah, I would want a couple of players in there who are, and they don't need to be like uber differentials, you know, but they, they need to be slightly out of the mainstream. And the people that you name checked there are a great example, Harvey Barnes, Bruno Fernandez. Um, we're talking about players who have shown quality. I know Bruno has only been in the United team for three games, but um, he has pedigree anyway as a player and seems to be doing well and he's now on penalties so there's good things in his locker um Barnes has been doing fantastically over the over the last few weeks so players like that um where you have an opportunity you know that they have the ability to get your return so it's not completely outlandish um yeah and that can that can have huge gains over a few weeks Plenty, plenty of options, uh, mate, and mm, hopefully, and let us know, let us know when you start rising up, and you probably catch me up anyway soon. Um, our friend F- FBL King, uh, hilarious uh, newspapers, newspaper articles every week at the Fantasy King Two, is asking if you had one transfer for game week twenty-eight, nine and a half million budget. Don, who's jumping? Um, at you? I'd love to have Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, I'd I, love to have the budget for him. Yeah. I did think um, if I went non-Vardy route from um, from Aubameyang, I would have had enough for him and um, bringing him in for one of my budget midfielders. But um, yeah, no, I know there's another listener question too to do with Martial versus yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, but average Jimbo, average FPL Joe, exactly yeah, Martial or Fernandez. I would love to have both of them because I think Martial out of position. If I had my chance again, Bruno Fernandes, I mean, people who brought him in after on his first game week in the Premier League, like they definitely have reaped the benefits because he's looked really explosive. But I'd love to have the two of them. Um, but if I was picking one, I would go Fernandes over him and he would be my player that I would go for, for um, yeah, for if I, if I was going for a minus nine and a half. Because with Son out of the game and there isn't actually a massive amount of options at that price. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I wouldn't I would personally double up on United, but definitely if I was choosing now, it would be Fernandez. He seems to be the centre of everything. Uh, set pieces, penalties, etc. Going for goals, shots galore. Uh, definitely passes the eye test and, and all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm putting what? my money where my mouth is on this question because uh, Fernandez and Barnes are both coming in for me with my squillions of money that I have. Um, I had hoped he wouldn't run amok this week and that it would be held off because he's coming in for Grealish. But uh, he he's obviously his ownership is going to continue to rise and his price will rise and so on. But I do think he looks an exciting option. Yeah, like every United player, when they do well, the United oh, yeah, fan base jumps on it. 
Jay Strack is asking which players or teams should we be focusing on for the next four game week. What we touched on at the beginning is, is important. It's about the teams that are playing in 28 and 31, plus teams with good fixtures. So we mentioned Wolves, not going to touch on them. I think uh, Southampton um, have, have uh, a good run of fixtures, West Ham, Newcastle, Norwich. So if you don't have uh, an Ings or uh, if you want a defender, uh, they'll be worth it. Uh, I actually think, um, talking about form versus fixture, doing well sort of or Calvin Lewin if these are the players that you like and the fact that highly likely they will be playing in 31 um, they could be uh, some of the players that, that you that you look at uh, Chelsea is another team that is actually coming on, uh, maybe going under the radar a little bit maybe we just uh, stop we? trusting them yeah well they've got Bournemouth Everton and Aston Villa City then West Ham so you've got you know okay maybe Giroud but I, I was more thinking about Mount looking at Grealish or Another another midfielder um, that is actually been involved. Lampard is talking him up again. He seems to be back on form. We had a question about uh, Chelsea defenders, and I'm not I'm not sure I trust them to be honest. Yeah, and last but not least is the Bruno Fernandes. We just we, we just touched on him, so um, I think he's um, just the main man at the moment in in, in a team that is um, that needed a, a main a main player to to step up. So yeah, that's those are the the teams that I think we uh, that we can look at. Um, our friend F, uh, Kat, at FBL Cat, uh, she's saying, use the free hit uh, in game week 28 or sacrifice points uh, for coverage of blank studs. Uh, Don, what do you think? I wouldn't think the game week, I didn't, wouldn't think that I wouldn't have enough fires to put out that I'd consider the, the free hit for this coming game week. I mean, unless you've got like triple Man City and you really want to take a punt on them being around for on them having a double maybe in in game week twenty nine, and that you really kind of you know if you if you've just if you just haven't been planning at all for this blank game week, but um I can't really see enough fires to warrant the free hit in this one. Nor do the fixtures look that fantastic that I go I want to you know maximize my number of them. Um. Once you've got like your triple Liverpool, you've probably got a couple of Leicesters. You've probably got Wolves. I mean, I don't think free hit it would be um Don, would be worth. Liverpool well. are gonna make it through to the cup, yeah. Let, let's just be be positive. You said Why you said swapping? game week twenty eight, just area. Yeah. Oh, true. Yes. Yes. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Ignore me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. And uh, actually, Michelle, <laughs> getting Michelle, Michelle commented on it saying surely free hit thirty one. I would say cat. If it if it means a minus a, a couple of hits minus four, even a minus eight for this game week, I would minus four stroke minus eight. Don't waste your free hit because I think we're gonna need it later on. So you've got thirty one, thirty four, thirty seven. I think it'll be a lot more useful for you during that time. Um, David uh, Granell at DCG or seven decided to wild card for twenty eight uh, with intention of BB twenty nine if double game week. Double Wolves attack or single, we touched on that. Bolly in defence, we touched on that. And then he mentions about Chelsea, which we just touched on it, the defensive fixtures. I don't fancy Chelsea defence. I think there's so many better options. But maybe because Sheffield United have stopped doing what they used to do, which is defend very well, you could have an option. And I do think Alonso or a James uh, Reese or, or a Rudiger, which he asks about, could be an option. But for me, 
there's there's other teams with with better fixtures. Um, Andre L uh, at Andre L zero three one three. Hi guys, like most people, I'd like your thoughts on possible replacement for Mares, Grealish, Torre, Lundstrom, especially looking at the next four game weeks. So we've touched on that. Um, I think enough. That's it. Uh, we just have a quick one. The random question from our friend Jeff. Uh, let me just find it. Yes, Jeff. For the rest of your life, you may wear only black and white clothes and the colour from which one national flag? Kylie. Um, okay. I went with Belize because they have 12 different colours and um, I don't like to be restricted in terms of my options with wardrobe. <laughs> so uh, quick Google search of country with most colours in flag pulled that up for me so there's reds and greens and yellows even though I never wear yellow because it really washes me out I look very ill when I wear yellow there's blue there's all manner of different colors so yes Belize for me what about you Don yeah she did her research I didn't I always kind of like the South African flag so um I'll probably go with that I'd probably actually you know the, just the colors in it, I think there's enough there for me um I don't think I, think I don't think I need all the colors of the, the rainbow six. Mm, yeah, so I think there's enough there for me. Any, How about yourself, Mersey? Any flag with pink? Maybe Salmon Islands or something? I like pink, so... Um, I did look mm. for that. I didn't have any luck. Yeah. I'm quite partial to pink as well. Yeah, yeah. Pink or Salmon or Fuchsia or something like that, yeah. What? <laughs> Fuchsia. Fuchsia? Fuchsia. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Thank you. Uh, loads of questions, loads of good discussions, actually. So thank you for the questions, guys, because it makes it easier for us to, to have a good discussion. Uh, over to you, Don. Good, good stuff. Thanks, Mersey. Um, and that comes to our last part of the show, which, of course, is our game week plans and our captain pick. Uh, Kylie, come to you first on it. You did mention your kind of, I think you pretty much let the cat out of the bag this week in terms of your transfers. Um, so uh, you've you've pretty much nailed down Fernandez and who was your second midfielder that you're ringing in? So I'm getting rid of Grealish and I'm getting rid of Dendonka um, for Fernandez and Barnes. So I, yeah. And, uh, and and who do you who are you most likely to captain um this game week? You gonna stay on Salah? Yeah, probably will for lack of an immediately obvious other option. Um, it's away, so probably not preferable. Um, away with Mane back, I should say, because obviously Salah was doing well. Um, away from home when Mane was not playing, but uh, I don't think there's another standout for me personally. So. It he definitely does stand out. It, it, unless, as, as with Vardy and the team, Vardy is definitely an option. But, um, Marzi, where are you going to go? What direction? So, for me, it will be um, Vardy in for Aguero and likely Pope in for either my subkeeper or um, Henderson. I haven't decided. And it's a debate between Vardy and Salah at the moment. Might go Vardy. Yeah, although Vardy, I, I, I think maybe even getting in Vardy will be enough for me for this week because that's, he's that's not exactly. Yeah. He's one of them ones that you you captain and you instantly regret it <laughs> because. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's an, it's the it's early in the week, game week and a few blanks, but you know I I I I, fans, I I watched him against City and I thought he's starting to get back to the old Vardy, so. Uh, there I have might been improvements. The last yes, couple, yes, yes. We find we might have a baby celebration before baby's five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about um, you, Don? 
for me, like this week has actually been kind of the toughest decision because um, you know, you guys know that I wildcarded a good a few weeks ago, and since then I pretty much my team has been rolling along nicely, moving up, and I haven't had to make a whole lot of tr- of transfers and moves. But this week I had planned, you know, I had laid out my transfers. Aubameyang was going, Vardy was always the one coming in. But the way I was looking at it, and with Kylie's man Giroud um, lighting it up in the last couple of game mm-hmm. weeks, and with Chelsea's fixtures, I actually, and with Fernandez doing great, my choice really boiled down to this week was Vardy and Mount or Fernandez and Giroud. Now, I could have gone Giroud or Abraham, but I actually prefer the way Giroud is playing, and I think and Lampard... Looks. Lampard needs to um, he needs to get some results and I think Giroud is the man who looks like he can provide the goals that he needs so it was a real yeah. hard choice but I've he come down on the needs results. Mount, they just decide. lost 3-0 at home to Bayern Munich mm. but oh, really? I didn't know yep. yeah I know I just checked Giroud just started Yep. But he like he de- they definitely need results in the league I think to finish strong and um, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Giroud, that that duo of Giroud and Fernandez actually outscoring the other one but um, like you mentioned actually Mars in your talk there Mount has looked good and I think he's due a little bit more of a run back in the team again um, so um, so that's the direction I've gone uh, captain wise it's pretty much I think on Salah. Um, like I said, Vardy hasn't been. Um, he he only barely made it into my team, so I don't think I'll bring him straight in and captain him. Um, but that's the way we are. Um, that's all I think we got time for on tonight's show, folks. Um, thanks a million, Mars and Kylie. We have been um, Mars. Of course, you can find at Mars05 on Twitter. Kylie, you can find at KylieFBL. Myself, you can find at the Marble Curse. And of course, make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Good luck in game week 28. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.